Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. The readings for today speak to us about the value of our work. We see the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, known for describing the beautiful woman that is a gift to her husband for her industriousness and intelligence. We have Psalm 128 that talks about the fruitfulness of those who fear the Lord, the blessings that come upon those that know how to live in the precepts of the Lord. The second reading today from the New Testament is from Paul to the Thessalonians, the first letter, concerning times and seasons and inviting us to remember that we are children of the day, children of the light, and not of the night and on darkness. We do not live. And finally, the gospel for today is also well known, is the parable of the talents from Matthew 25, where Jesus describes that a man entrusts possessions to different servants and they react differently to these talents that they receive. And when the master comes, he asks for what they've done with it. We know that we are at the end of the liturgical calendar. We are on week 33 of 36. We know that in November, we hear every year a lot of scatological information of the end of times and of the second coming of Jesus. And today we hear that on the letter of the Thessalonians and on the idea that the master returns to have an account of what he has interested to see what we've done. And in some way, with Proverbs 31, we also see the fruitfulness of our work. We have limited time on the planet. Time is our highest and most precious resource because the time takes as we move through life and we have been given one command, to love. When we look at Proverbs 31, we want to take a look at it and Bishop Barron does a very beautiful description of the reading for today. If you have a chance to read that in detail, there's a wonderful description. He's doing sermons on one of the readings for the day. And in, in the reading for uh, chapter 31, he talks about the beauty of work in all its dimensions. It allows us to be collaborators with God because he entrusts us the ability to work in creation before the fall, before sin. So this is a beautiful ability to collaborate with God in the creative efforts in the planet. And there is also an intellectual dimension to it. We see it in the reading for today that the lady that is being described is not only somebody that obtains wool and flax and, and works with her hands, but she's also looking at ways to extend her arms at the uh, ships that she has to look at to get her materials and that she plants vineyards. So she is looking for lands. She has uh, a site on economics, on the ability to provide for things, to find things, to arrange things strategically. And she labors at night and she works for her home 
uh, very much we can relate to that in, in, the, in the pandemic, knowing how much effort it takes to provide. And for us, it's easy. We can just cook things up pretty quickly. We don't have to go to hunt and gather anywhere. But for the ancient times, this was much harder. They had to uh, take the grain and they had to dry it and they had to grind it. And the labor for producing food was so much bigger than it is for us today. So there is a theological understanding in Proverbs 31 about the value of work as co-creators, as collaborators, as co-operators with God in in both the act of creation because we have families and God entrusts us that creative capacity and also in the rearranging and ordering and creating fruitfulness with our hands in the planet. There is a an emotional dimension because I don't know if this happens to you as well, but if you're not feeling well, I know that a lot of people have been telling me this for the pandemic, how clean the houses are getting because it's so easy to start ordering something in our houses um, when we feel that there's a lack of order somewhere else or we feel a sense of, I know that sometimes even when I've been angry, it's when I go into the garage and move things around or I, we go into the garden and, and you know cut things down and clean things out. So work has also an emotional dimension that helps us to orchestrate our lives and the ability to put some order in something small can really have a very healthy psychological dimension. It has a sense, uh, Father Bishop Barron says, to awaken the power that is within us, that God gave us in the time of creation. And ultimately, the reading for today from Proverbs 31st says that, Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So all of these things get aligned from the physical to the psychological and the emotional and the ordering of the world, awakening something even intellectual inside of us, a sense of wisdom. It all gets aligned with work that gives us our proper dignity with God, the dignity that He wants us to have when we orchestrate and order our lives within the ordinances that he's given us as co-creators. We have, we have rules of behavior. We have an etiquette as sons and daughters of God. We belong to a, a kingdom. We are part of a kingly family. And in that way, our behavior and the ordinances, the dignity with which we live, belongs in a different realm. Let us remember this as we dive a little deeper into the other readings for today and uh, we look for a way to rest on the Sabbath day. We come again to the Psalms as a way to order our prayer and to learn how to pray, which is one of the goals of this podcast, that we learn to pray together by using the daily readings. Psalm 128 says, Blessed are those who fear the Lord. And fear is the ability for us to have a sense of awe, a sense of of trembling before the greatness and the majesty of God. When you are in front of a beautiful sunset, in front of a beautiful ocean, you have a sense of how great God is, how great creation is compared to how small we are. They're here when we leave and they are the sea and the sun and the sky. 
they are here enveloping us. And, and that is the proper way of thinking about fear of the Lord, that it envelops us with a sense of awe. When we understand this, then our actions ordered to God give us a way of peace and, and, and a sense of rest because we walk in his ways. And then the fruit of our hands ordered to that reality that God is walking with us, that he is providing for us, that he is pleased with us when we order our lives to him, can, can have a sense of fruitfulness. And it could be something so small as ordering a room, like right now we're in the middle of ordering some things in our house in preparation for the winter, because we know with the pandemic we're going to have to have some um, spaces uh, that allow us to come together as the days grow shorter and there's more darkness. We're putting some little lights outside, um, creating some spaces outside, even putting a little heater where we can maybe go outside because we don't know if there's going to be lockdown again and we're wondering you know, how that is going to affect even the schooling. Uh, my son is returning today, today from Yale and he won't be able to return for some months until they open up for freshmen again. Now the sophomores and juniors are returning to the school. So there's a lot of change and turmoil, a lot of anxiety about things not being what they are. My other son is preparing his final thesis project from the house. So we're trying to really make spaces in the house that acknowledge that our home has become something different. We're all working from here, we're all resting from here, and we don't have as many choices. And yet when we align ourselves within that fear of the Lord, within that sense of awe and trembling, that God still sits on the throne no matter what's going on in our lives, in our world, in the small dimension of our politics, of our economics, or our social uh, constructs, that God is watching us and we who fear the Lord are blessed with a peace beyond all understanding. Let us look at the reading from Paul today and see what wisdom we can tie to the fruitfulness of the work of our hands. St. Paul, in the reading of 1 Thessalonians 5, talks about concerning times and seasons, we have need for nothing to be written to us. For we know that when the Lord comes like a thief in the night, People saying peace and security, sudden there's disaster upon them. They will not know how, how to escape. But we who are not in darkness, who are looking for the light, who are children of the day, we are not part of this night that takes over the sense that God still sits on the throne. So we are people of hope. We're people of the resurrection. We know that our ancestors from the beginning of time have been aligning their eyesight and their heart with God. And that is what makes us children of the light. In the middle of the great difficulties that we are experiencing today, whatever they are for you, maybe you are having marital problems. I know several uh, dear close people that are going through that hardship right now in the middle of the pandemic. Others who have lost their jobs and they're struggling to find dignity uh, and, and struggling to find financial security as well and financial provision. I have lost uh, some friends to the pandemic that were very dear to us as well and 
the elders in our circles of love, family and friends, are concerned. They are secluded. They're not seeing people because they are afraid of the consequences of the pandemic. And we are gearing to Christmas, Thanksgiving and, um, and Christmas season with lots of restrictions on how we're going to celebrate, how we're going to gather. And that, all of that can create anxiety and depression for us. And yet we know, because we hear it in the Word, that we are children of the light. We're not children of darkness. So pick up your Bible. Find the verses that can give you hope. Because the Word of, of God is powerful. The Word of God is active. The Word of God is our weapon in times like this. And we pick it up. We read the verses. We read these readings from Paul who was fighting and he was being persecuted. He was experiencing such difficulties. Compared to us, they're not, they're not very, our, ours are not very great compared to what they were experiencing. So let us remember that in the Word of God, we find the very weapons that are needed to stay in the light because we are in a battle between the dark and the light and there's nothing else in between and we choose to be children of the light we choose to be enthusiastic we choose to pray for one another we choose to encourage one another we choose to pick up the bible and read out loud the truth of god that he still sits on the throne and that he is here to help us so let us dive into the reading for today for the uh, parable of the talents that brings us even deeper insights into the fruitfulness of our work. The parable of the talents is usually described or analyzed in light of gifts that God gives to us, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, as gifts that God gives us that we can put to use. And if we don't put them to use, if we hide them, then when God comes at the end of time and says, what did you do with what I gave you? He will say, well, you didn't do a good job, so you know, even what you have will be taken away. That's one way of thinking about it. And yet, if you read some of the great commentators, some of the theologians that describe what a talent was in ancient times, we discovered that a talent was something measured as the weight of a precious metal, almost like one of the gold bars that are hidden in one of our you know, central banks to back up the money that, that circulates in society. So this is something weighty, something that might be 50 pounds, something that actually could not be put in a pocket and easily carried around. So there's an idea of a talent related to a sense of heaviness. And again, reading one of Bishop Barron's uh, homilies from a long time ago, he talks about the heaviness of this metal, bringing to mind the idea of the greatest and most precious of all the, the treasures that we have as humanity. And again, in ancient times, this would have been something that existed in the Holy of Holies, something that is the Kabod of Yahweh that Bishop Barron describes, that there is something about this as a treasure of great luminosity. So these talents given to the three servants, one gets five, one gets two, one gets one, are not necessarily monetary or they're not related to something that is given to you personally as a skill or a capacity. But in a way then, 
because of the weightiness that they have and because of the relationship they have to something precious that you really cannot carry but you really share in, then this is something related to God's love. So if we think that what we've been entrusted is this sense of God's love, of God's mercy, and that we get to participate in it just as if we are reminded in Proverbs 31 that our work makes us collaborators, participatory in God's creation. In today's reading on Matthew 25, we are given another sense of the very same idea that God in giving us talents that are so heavy and weighty, he is not really giving us a personal capacity, but he is entrusting us a share, a participation on the love that he entrusts us and that that is directed to others. That is why if we hide it, if we bury it, it gives no fruit because mercy and love only can have their true value when they're shared with others. They only increase their value when they're given away. So we, if we bury it, we are truly misunderstanding the nature of the gift in itself. God makes us participatory uh, collaborators on the grand adventure of loving one another and loving God. Therefore, when the master takes it away, uh, uh, Bishop Barron says in, in, in one of his homilies, this isn't something of a punishment in itself, but it's really the cause and effect of what he calls spiritual physics. That means divine mercy grows in us only as much as we give it to others. So we understand all of the readings of today as we come into the end of our liturgical season uh, saying that our work has tremendous power. It helps us to connect with God's co-creative power. It gives us our dignity. It makes us children of the light because through our work we can come out of a sense of what this pandemic has. We have the ability to, to create gardens, to improve things in our homes, to make meals for one another, to help those that may have no jobs, to help those that perhaps are, are sick and need assistance, to call on the elderly who are lonely. Through the work of our, of our hands, we can bring dignity. And it is when we participate in this way in divine mercy that the love of God becomes activated inside of our hearts and grows. So let us pray. Father Almighty, creator of everything, we are in awe of you. We bless you and we come before you, before your heavenly throne, knowing that you are reigning supreme in it in the midst of all of our difficulties. We place whatever difficulty we have right now in your throne. We put it in front of the heavenly altar. We deliver it there like a jar. We, we put it in your hands with full trust that you take over, that you through our grace are going to give us the strength we need to endure, to persevere, and to come out victorious. Because you say when two or more are gathered in your name, you are there. So we feel your presence right now in our hearts, in our midst, in our relationships, in our work. We know that you have something great waiting for us, that there is a project, that there is a job that you are going to entrust to us, that you've already entrusted some to us. And we ask that we may be fruitful, that we may take the love and the skills and, and the projects that you've entrusted to us and we may do them well for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.
Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.